Hi and welcome to Gizmo Podcast number 8. Uh, I am Ankur and with me is Nimish. Hi Nimish. Hi Ankur. So, uh, today we are going to discuss the Microsoft Xbox Kinect. So that's the Kinect for Xbox and the new MacBook is from Apple. So Nimish, we had the opportunity to play around with the Microsoft Kinect uh, last week and what do you think about it? Um, well, I would say, without being accused of indulging in hyperbole, I would say, I think this is the best gaming product I have ever seen from Microsoft. Microsoft got into gaming with the Xbox quite a while ago, but since then, they have not really come up with something compelling. Kinect is the first thing that come out which is very compelling because it simplifies everything. It's intuitive. It's don't need a controller. You wave your hands. You do everything in front of a screen. It's incredibly simple to set up. It's incredibly simple to use. It's terrific for gamers. It's a, it's a very good product, I think. Interesting. So, uh, you and I have played fair, uh, fair bit of... I've spent fair bit of time with the Kinect. I had an opportunity to see it again in Mumbai yesterday. So, Microsoft had a little event at their office. And uh, my first impression is this is quite a workout. So, uh, I don't know. I was probably uh, at the gym uh, six months or eight months back and... Half an hour of Kinect was really tiring, and I was like, okay, so if this is it's going to do something, it's going to make me a little more healthy. So, uh, yeah. that was the first impression. Uh, we tried uh, quite a few games, and I, I was quite imp- impressed with you know, this whole Kinect thing. It looks quite future tech to me. It doesn't look like, hey, it's 2010, and we are already doing motion gaming. It's 3D cameras sensing us, and quite quite fascinating. You just hold a virtual steering, and you're able to play a uh, whole racing game and that to multiplayer and it works flawlessly. I, I never had an issue where the thing went out of uh, control or it couldn't sense me. It, it just worked perfectly with a little issues while just that hand navigation thing to get the game started. It takes time to get used to because I always happen to right. aim towards the camera rather than the screen whereas the thing is optimized to let you you know uh, control it looking at the screen and forgetting the camera below. So it took some time to get used to that, but hey, it was pretty good after I got used to it. And uh, that's it. So we had a call with uh, Jaspreet Bindra as well after this uh, little demo yesterday. And one interesting thing was uh, a few things that me and few of my colleagues over here asked him was about serious games coming to the Kinect platform. So games which have a storyline and you can play along for weeks and months along, like a Call of Duty or something like that. So that was a major concern because one of my friends at the event yesterday, he said, this is nice stuff, I will come back from office, I might play with my family, but these games like a table tennis or a joyride, a racing game, these are like, these aren't really built over a story and it's not real action, so much of action. So I might really get bored of it in a couple of weeks, Uh, that's what he said. And Jaspreet, uh, he replied back, he said that currently Kinect uh, is able to monitor 48 points on your body while sensing it. And uh, it works pretty well with that right now. But as the, as it grows, you will see 94 points and so on, more and more points being detected on your body. And much more can would be possible from developers at that point of time. Another thing he pointed out was the Harry Potter game that came out for Kinect. Uh, it it is actually uh, hold on. Okay, so I just had a feeling that the recorder stopped, but it's working. So uh, he said that Harry Potter that has come out for Kinect, uh, it actually 
is a dual play so you can play with the controller and there are some sequences in between where connect comes in so that is where uh, few games like harry potter have uh, taken a midway so you can play with the controller most of the times and if you have a connect some of the parts of some parts of the game will let you use that motion technology as well so how do you look uh, this whole scenario of connect and serious games mesh well i think that is where microsoft might have a bit of a problem because from what i have seen of connect uh, so far it is more oriented towards activity based games the sports based games are going to work very well with connect tennis you're moving your hand to hit the ball or for athletics you're running and you're doing more hurdles or table tennis you're again waving your hand basketball you're holding a ball bowling you're rolling a ball those things are very good some of the problems are going to come in when you're going to get into hardcore gaming the hardcore gamers who like the rts or real time strategy games call of duty games just i mean you call of duty now the call of duty most of the time you're looking down a rifle and playing the game that's the perspective you have now just holding your hand in the shape of a gun in front of you is going to be really easy so there i think there is going to be a challenge and not the standing what microsoft says i think they're going to have a bit of a tough time converting hardcore gamers to connect the hardcore gamers i think are still going to stick with controllers quite simply because of the big titles uh, the assassins creed the call of duty the guitar band the rock band all those all those titles are still going to be very very controller oriented however casual gaming gaming in a drawing room gaming in your club coming back as you just said a few minutes ago i just want to work out for 15 minutes lot of fun i think connect is going to be for that crowd it's going to be for a very very mainstream crowd it's like cricket the hardcore cricket fan will like this cricket it's like a one day cricket connect is 2020 quick one hour a quick fun for one hour and yeah fine then i'll go back to my hardcore game interesting so one another interesting point that came out yesterday was uh, the entertainment market versus the gaming market the entertainment market yeah. entertainment market is uh, no much much bigger than the gaming market and what the connect right. perhaps really is targeting is that market converting the entertainment crowd with a little bit of gaming so getting pulling them with some motion gaming and uh, i think so this should be able to pull a lot of non gamers to the platform And exactly yeah so that's uh, that's the feeling i am getting here and if we even go back to the delhi launch uh, uh, event of connect uh, we saw a lot of family twist added to the whole launch thing and that was that's clear right. clearly to appeal to non gamers so that's that's a very interesting smart uh, start uh, from microsoft i feel and if i am to look back at 2010 we are almost at the end of the year this uh, sounds to me as one of the interesting technologies that have that has come out so we have had great smartphones tablets coming out apart from the ipad i think so it's connect which really shines in 2010 so overall i feel microsoft is making an impact over here huge impact huge impact ankur and uh, a lot of people haven't noticed it but microsoft is marketing the connect exactly as nintendo why marketed the wii a few years ago it is a family thing you'll almost never see a connect poster with just one person doing something or with three people standing in front of a screen generally in a living room waving their arms or doing something it is being seen as an entertainment thing simple entertainment it is something that 
you you want to you can do with your mom with your dad with your wife with your friends whatever it is something incredibly simple because there is no button sequences to remember the most remember okay you have to spit in the air to do something maybe or maybe you have to hop at a particular time to accelerate in car driving for example that's all you have to remember it's very easy incredibly intuitive product of 2010 for me at least i mean it's right up there with the ipad for me wow so that's pretty much for the connect uh, namish also uh, how how do you see the pricing this thing uh, in india at least is costing 9990 uh, of course in addition to an xbox and along with an xbox it's uh, i believe uh, roughly 23000 rupees and that's not uh, pretty bad uh, what do you th- what do you feel it is uh, i think for an accessory uh kinect is priced a bit on the high side if you consider the fact that the cheapest version of the xbox 360 we have right now is the xbox 360 arcade which comes around 10 and a half thousand so you've got an accessory that costs almost as much as so to say the main main gadget so yes i think it's good value for money i think it's a good value for money but it is going to re- the price is going to deter some people because a lot of people are going to say look i can buy a sony playstation move and two controllers three controllers for this kind of price why should i buy a kinect that's think that's going to come into a problem you're talking about price is the pricing of the games what you told at the launches the kinect games are going to cost 1000 rupees that is significantly more than the move games again going for 1200 now right now i think that is something microsoft needs to look at there is going to be in a price sensitive country like india the hardcore gamers are going to jump into it me i'm just waiting for a chance okay that the kinect can come in the market at a nearby store i'll just bring it i'll play it but i'm a hardcore gamer okay. a person just getting into gaming they'll say oh my oh this thing and i see it cost that much even the games are more expensive well that is going to be a bit of a challenge microsoft has got to somehow convince the users the first time gamers that this is worth it the hardcore gamers not a problem we think it's great but the first time gamer first buying consoles have is this value for money big question interesting so in uh, interestingly in the international pricing is uh, $149 and it's not really priced at a premium compared to that in india so i am actually happy about that so they aren't really looking to charge a premium but it's uh, clear yeah uh by going by a dollar pricing it to be 7000 here but it's clear microsoft has made it clear there won't be any discount or a price drop in the next one year for the connect so well that's the price take it or leave it but uh, yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that a lot of people will be wowed by the technology they have a lot of demos running at chromas and a lot of other stores around so i'm sure that uh, a lot of new crowd who have some disposable income will jump in over here and i'm not i'm not a console gamer yet and i'm thinking okay it's time to buy one so uh, i guess i believe yeah, I my, microsoft made a sale yesterday to me so uh, i think i actually i think one more one thing they should stop doing is stop selling consoles separately sell them bundled with connect connect it will be a lot easier for people to decide then it's when they see they go to a chroma store and they see the xbox 360 costing 10500 and the connect costing 9900 Yeah. Then they suddenly start getting a bit wrong. You see a whole package that costs around twenty thousand. You're not going to feel that bad. Twenty, twenty-two thousand. You're not yeah. going to feel that bad. 
Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, I was actually gonna ask. I didn't ask this. To, I didn't put this question forward to Microsoft. But how about having a LCD TV with Kinect technology built into it? Why, why even buy a separate console? Have I, I buy a LCD TV and hey, it's Kinect ready. I just slip in a DVD which is a game and I start playing. Uh, that uh, I don't know. Some someone should do this. Someone should make this. <laughs> well, the cost of Microsoft's rival. Sony should have done that a long time ago. They make the best LCDs around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have the creator, the you have the creator, the high definition TV, the Bravias. Yeah. But you have to buy a PS3 separately and the Mon separately and the Bravia separately. I'm not even going to go into sound systems. Uh, yeah, so I, of course that's certainly not happening anytime soon unless Microsoft really wants to surprise us. And uh, there was another, hey, there's another concern with Kinect. Uh, what is the developer ecosystem around this? Because uh, we, we we have been said that a lot of educational and health-related uh, benefits can come out of this. So are they actually making it a platform for all kinds of developers to work and make something and not just a gaming stuff? Uh, so what's really happening on that? Because uh, Apple really did a you know great with the App Store for mobile market. Is uh, is something that's cooking right. from is, is is Microsoft cooking something on these lines? So that's another question in our minds, and uh, I'm sure as the, is, uh, you tell me. Yeah, actually that that is a part of Kinect which really fascinates me. It's not the gaming because the games are right now. Let's face it, as you unique experiences, they're fun, but they're not very intense at the moment. What fascinated me about micro, uh, the Microsoft Kinect is the fact that you could use gestures to go to Xbox Live. Yeah. You could browse through the different game portfolios by just waving your hand in front of the camera. So you're waving your hand in front of the camera, in front of the display, and you see titles scroll past you. You can hold your hand to highlight something, highlight the post profile of a friend, and you can see your profile of a friend. You are browsing the net. Okay, a very limited version of the web. Only restricted to like I admit, but in that part you're browsing without a mouse or a keyboard or even without your voice. Now, who can do that? That is a big question. That is fantastic for me. Yep. So that's there, and I believe I just had another little query here, and I think so. I am slipping on my memory here. Anyway, so uh, I believe that's pretty much for the Kinect. Microsoft Connect. I'm excited about it. Uh, the next thing that we saw uh, last week was the new MacBook Airs from Apple. So, uh, right. what do you think about this, uh, Namish? The two new MacBooks? I think uh, this is the best of the MacBooks so far. I mean, uh, the initial ones, to be very honest, didn't impress me that much. They seem to be like overpriced gizmos, and Apple just wanted to tell us, hey, you know, we can do this. So we are doing it. We can show you that we can make a laptop that can fit into an envelope. So hey, you go. This one, the latest one, is the one that seems practical. We have got two USB ports, one on each side, which is wonderful. We still have a very good display. We still have a full-fledged keyboard. We have a very good processor. Okay, a lot of people are going to say it's not i3, i5, i7. It's still Goto Duo, but Goto Duo is not bad. Goto Duo is not bad at all. It's slim, it's still very portable, and it has a lot of practical things factored in. The 13-inch model now has a card reader. This is the kind of stuff that was missing in the initial models, where we just were stuck with one USB port. Yeah. So, that's pretty interesting. So, I, I also happened to handle this thing, and my first reaction was, uh, this looks as slim as the iPod Touch. I saw them lying side by side, and I just couldn't believe it's 
so sleek and so lightweight and incredible incredible yeah and uh, the another thing that apple is really making here the point they are really making is what a flash memory can do replacing hard disk with yeah. a flash memory can really change the game the speed the performance the size and uh, i believe in the handling uh, we can uh, i'm sure the product is much more robust given that it has a unibody plus a flash memory so uh, I, i have seen so many people with my the laptops having a crashed hard disk and data recovery and stuff things become much much more reliable now so uh, it's certainly leading the way for the whole industry going forward i feel uh, if you see Definitely. yeah they have already got rid of the DVD drive and I'm using a MacBook for around four months now. I just had to use the DVD drive twice. That to to burn out some videos and send it across. I agree. Yeah. So uh, that's. So I mean, right now with cloud connectivity, with all the time connectivity, you don't really need. Uh, shall we say an optical drive? I mean, as long as if you need to send something, you don't need don't need to burn it to a CD. You don't need to burn it to a DVD. You can just forward it to the web. We mail it to the person. All you need is high speed broadband, which is. Uh, I would say even pen drives have actually caught up with them now. So that's Definitely. another reason. So uh, two things over here on the MacBook thing. Uh, first is the battery life, and yep. the second is the pricing. And before that, Nimish, uh, this whole thing uh, is being compared to netbooks, the new uh, MacBook Air. What do you think? Is it really like Apple defining the netbook, or it's just the future of notebooks, as they say? I I I don't think uh, I mean it would be very delusional to call the MacBook Air uh, netbook. It's it's way too way too powerful. It's got fantastic onboard graphics. It's got uh, a very very good keyboard and of course there's a code to thing beneath it. So uh, I don't think you can call it Apple a netbook. I would still say an an iPad is much closer to a netbook than yeah. MacBook Air. Yeah, absolutely. So, as far as uh, i mean that's another point we actually needed i i wanted to point out but i missed it uh, among the new ranges i mean we finally have a macbook air which is priced close to a macbook okay it's starting at around rupees 60000 in uh, india which is down what 1400 dollars 1300 dollars that is a much more affordable price than the extraordinary price that was there which is i mean it's around 30, about 25 30% more than this in the past so it was a very niche thing now at this price you can actually think some people can say okay instead of spending say 45 to 50000 on another brand maybe save a bit more and go for something which looks so sleek yeah and if you see the international pricing 999 dollars it's it's pretty attractive so Oh yes. If you if you really compare it in that sense, a good notebook will definitely cost you seven hundred seven fifty dollars. This thing definitely. brings in good power and unmatched portability at this price. Uh, and hey, the whole thing if people you know people had to always compromise. If either I go for a very expensive portable notebook which really won't uh, you know replace my actual notebook. or i go for a normal notebook and i have to carry a heavy thing around so the anyway, whenever someone came to me and told hey i want to buy a notebook my first question was are you a traveler do you want to travel around with it or this is going to be something you just keep in your you're just going to keep in your office so at this moment i feel um, the 13.3 inch 13 inch macbook air actually fills the gap perfectly 
with just one thing uh, pinching me that the hard disk uh, rather the flash memory as we should call it now is limited on the higher side at uh, 256 uh, GB and I feel that that will fall short I am already running out of space on my MacBook Pro which is 250 GB so uh, and I, d I doubt if they have upgrade option beyond 256 GB on the MacBook Air so it might not serve everyone uh, but yeah, uh, options like uh, extra hard disk, external hard disk or something to store your media might save the day. So that's the only concern I have over here. I also feel that uh, by some, uh, it's a model that not many people have noticed in, in, in India, but overseas, Dell has a game, uh, Dell has an Alienware gaming notebook, yeah. which is much more powerfully spec at the same price point. I think it's the M11X. I've forgotten its name. It's criminal for me to have forgotten it, but it's it's Alienware's gaming netbook. And it's I think it's got an 11-inch display. It's got a very, very powerful processor. It's got 4 GB RAM. It runs Windows 7. And it's incredibly fast. That is the only thing I can think which right now is in the MacBook's range. And, I mean, it's, a, it's again a very good-looking device and very powerful at that, at that thing. And that's, that's got 7 hours of battery life, too. That's fascinating. I mean, if someone asks me that, okay, I want to spend around this amount of money and I want a very, very good computer, it will be very tight for me between the two green this one and that one. Wow. So I'm just checking out the M11X. It's actually M11X uh, Alienware. It doesn't have a flash drive, but it's yep. uh, it, the pricing on the Dell site begins at $599. Wow. And it looks awesome. Yeah. The looks are awesome. It's a very, it's a very, it's a formidable uh Netbook. It's a I don't know why they call it netbook. I think they call it a netbook just because, just to make it sound, just to justify the lower price tag. Because Alienware normally is very, very expensive. Yeah. But if you look at the specs of that thing, it's been under-marketed, I feel. It's a very, very powerful computer. Uh, that's a good find, Nimish. This thing is 11.6-inch display and surround sound 5.1. Wow. So, hey, this is interesting. It has an 8-cell battery. Uh, well, I'm wondering if why I hadn't seen this before. <laughs> but yeah, it's a little heavy. It starts at two kgs. Uh, the weight is yes. really heavy. Yes, I agree. It's, it's, but then it's got a graphics card. And yeah, it's got a one GB graphic card. Yeah. But okay, so I don't think the Alienware would really fit in on a on the portable side. But price to uh, power ratio, yeah, certainly it beats the air away. Interesting. Yeah. And again. Alienware, why I've picked up Alienware is, I mean, I know the HP, NVs, and Acer, Ferrari notebooks around, but Alienware is the only brand I think in notebooks which has something close to the aura that Apple has. There's yeah. a cult of having that logo on your yeah. notebook. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I believe uh, Dell on the higher side has the Alienware which will cost you more than a lakh in India. And oh, yes. that, that adds to the <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> They are right up there with the MacBook yeah, Pro. Yeah, I, I believe that defines the aura these days. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's yeah. a high-priced logo to have. <laughs> Very. Yeah, it certainly makes a few head to, headstone. But Alienware, even if people don't realize it's a Dell product or whatever, the whole design is actually attractive. It's pretty good. So, and they have a i5, i7 option on this as well. 11.6 inches still. Wow. It was. Uh, I think it, it won. An, it won some award very recently. Uh, one of the leading websites, publications, they call it their notebook of the year. Wow. Yeah, this is certainly so, under-marketed, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep, 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 yep.
But if we come back to Ready? the yeah. So if we come back to the air, it's actually uh, compared to the older generation, the first generation MacBook Air. This thing I now build brings in stereo speakers, and of course FaceTime comes in. Did the earlier generation have a webcam? I think one of them did. Okay, so okay, so they have a camera over here. They I have a, so. they have managed to get full resolution displays in here and. Full resolution keyboard. One thing I believe the keyboard misses backlit light over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, the model size I didn't have burn backlit. They didn't have backlit, right? Yeah. The model size I didn't have backlit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they turned it off. I would turn it off. Yeah. No. I I think this thing is missing the backlit lights. The new MacBook is they miss the backlit light. But again, hey, I think so. It makes a point. Uh, bring in flash memories. Show what the future is. Price, it's priced certainly priced lower than what we would expect from Apple, and this is the second time I'm seeing this year that Apple is pricing something really attractive. And I believe last year they had given out a small notification that uh, investors uh, should expect uh, little lower returns due to reduced margins, and we can clearly see why they did that because iPad and this new MacBook Air they both look uh, quite uh, competitive in in pricing and. Uh, that's working for Apple for once pricing. Uh, that's again amazing. That's a different approach. We are not used to seeing this from Apple. No, we are not. And uh, I think the biggest thing about the MacBook Air is uh, they have kind of they made it a bit of a cult symbol. They brought made a niche symbol initially for about two years, a year and a half, and now they brought down the price. So suddenly the image is still that of something very elite, and it's just become more affordable. Yeah. I mean, okay. The techies are going to quibble that, okay, it doesn't have a graphics card, okay, it's an optical drive, and blah, blah. But yeah. if you look at a just general, a general user, he says, oh, man, I'm getting a MacBook Air. I can actually put it into an envelope and carry it along with me. It is that thin. It's aluminium. It's beautiful to look at. Yeah. Well, it works for him. And, of course, the one thing that distinguishes it from everything else is running the Mac OS X, which means it really works very fast. Yeah. So this thing actually has a GeForce GT320 card, and uh, uh, onboard graphics actually. And uh, I've I've no idea uh, what kind of memory backs up. Uh, you know they have to back this up with and. Uh, that those are onboard graphics. It's not a graphics card. I think those are onboard graphics. Okay, it's a GPU. Uh, I have no clue what this is. But uh, standard memory config, they say it's one GB on the Nvidia side. So I am believing that this is a. This is a card. It's not really on board. This is a card. It's GT320, no? Yeah, GT320. 320, I think is on board. But yeah, we can we can we can just we can get checked up. It's no problem. Okay. So. I mean, <clears throat> if they put a graphics card in it, it's really an incredibly narrow frame into which they fitted a graphics card. Yeah, the whole heat management and all this. I believe they spoke a lot about that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the same one which is used in a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, this is a graphic card. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, that's... The 13-inch MacBook Pro doesn't have a graphics card. Uh, well, it reads uh, 320M again. It'll say NVIDIA GT320 is, I think, on board graphics. But again, again, let's, like I said, I could be mistaken. I could okay. be mistaken. There's okay, so, many configurations right now. We'll keep that for our research list. So, that's something we need yeah. to look into. And another very impressive thing is the... Uh, battery backup. So while this thing still does five to seven hours of normal battery usage, and they say they have uh, made their battery 
test a little more intensive with uh, Wi-Fi and whatever they call it, web surfing, uh, yeah. so browsing hours. Uh, but they have also a standby mode which will take you last you 30 days. So 30 days, yes. Yeah, so they call it ultra low power mode or something like that. Hold on, let me check that. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, like uh, the whole thing. Uh, if you have a MacBook Air, this new MacBook Airs, they can be left for a whole month, and you open it and it starts working. And this is one issue I've always faced with my MacBook Pro. Uh, 24 hours or maybe overnight with a lot of applications on, I feel that the battery really drains out. If it's just 10, 20% left, by morning, the next morning, it's dead. The battery is dead. As soon as I open the lid, it gives me a warning. Or at times it it simply doses off uh, by morning. So if they they are doing something, they are cutting down the power that goes out to the USB ports and other places, the and they and uh, the solid state drive, the flash memory is adding a lot to this thing. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a pretty nice initiative. Thirty days of battery backup is I don't know if we if we really need that much. But it's pretty good. So if I'm flying back from, say... It is, it is typical of Apple. It seems a bit over the top, but it's actually pretty useful. Yeah. So that's another thing about the MacBook Pro. Uh, new MacBook Air, sorry. So uh, what else, Nimish? Anything we are missing over here? Well, lots of things happening. We're going to have a bit of excitement. I think we're having a whole lot of low-cost Android and being launched. We are... day before yesterday, we saw the launch, at least... the. Uh, Official launch in India of the Android notebook, which is supposed to compete with the MacBook Air. Of course, we haven't seen it yet, which is the Toshiba AC100, which is uh, lighter than the MacBook Air, runs Android 2.1, has runs on NVIDIA Tegra, wow. and costs rupees 18,000. Oh, Android. But we haven't seen it yet. Yes, Android 2.1, but we haven't seen it yet. But I mean, officially, I think it's just been launched in India. So we should be getting our hands on that. We should be getting a look at a lot of the low-cost Android phones coming. When we say low-cost, we mean between 8,000 to 12,000. From LG, from Motorola, from even Micromax now. We just saw the answers come out yesterday. So there, yeah. there is a lot of things going to happen. Hey, it's Christmas time coming up. So uh, our next week podcast, I believe, would be a Android special with low-cost Android phones being discussed. And we are hoping to have a special guest on board on the podcast as well so uh, keeping my fingers crossed for that and I believe that's pretty much uh, from our side this week Nimish uh, anything you want to okay great so you can follow us on Twitter OnlyGizmos is at OnlyGizmos I am at Uncle with a double N and Nimish is at Nimish Dubey thank you